Welcome to a special edition of the Roycey on Baseball podcast. Without that lazy SOB, Patrick Roycey, I'm kidding, of course. My name is Chris Reavers, and with me are a couple of my town ball buddies. We're going to talk some town baseball this week. First, Kip Kovar is with us. What's up, Kip? Good to be here. A lot of fun, and postseason's coming around the corner. I Can't know, wait. man. It, it's it's always, and Chris Ohm is here, by the way, too. So you guys, first of all, uh, why don't you guys tell us your roles with the state tournament this year so people kind of get an idea of, uh, of who you guys are and what you guys are all about. Yeah, here. thanks for having us, uh, Chris. I'm Chris Ohm, uh, executive director for this year's state tournament. All that means is uh, I got voted. I wasn't at a correct meeting. And <laughs> you were voluntold. Voluntold. Right. <laughs> you got it right. So uh, you know how it works. There's just a bunch of guys that love baseball hanging out. So we're... We're jacked, Waconia, Chaska, Hamburg, three sites that are going to be doing it this year. So, yeah, kind of keeping uh, the ship afloat. It's, nice. it's, it's happening soon. Nice. And Kip, what's your role? Apparently, I'm media director, as they like <laughs> to call me, but I'm a newspaper guy at heart, but just kind of helping them out with social media, stuff like that, and getting the word out as much as we can about the upcoming tournament. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know, you know, obviously... People that have listened to this show know that you know my long-rooted history with town baseball. It's just it's it's awesome, and and the thing that people need to really appreciate about town baseball is number one, we have it, and as healthy as it is in this state with what three hundred and some team, whatever that number is, around three hundred teams. Um, people need to understand that the those of us. <laughs> We don't get paid to do what we're doing. We do it because, A, we love the game of baseball, but, B, to give back and see just from, from my, at least my story, too, being involved with Faribault and then, and then when I left as a player to help the Chanhassen Redbirds get started, it's it's just a way of giving back, but also just staying connected to to, to my hometown. That's that's the only reason I do it, you know, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Yeah, totally. I, you know, I grew up in North Dakota, so a, oh, lot, of, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the back channel for us is Legion baseball leader sure. baseball rules in the dakotas south dakota north dakota rapid city fargo so you just you don't understand what town ball is and i've been in waconia for 20 years now and played ball played in college i'm closer to dumont and and thinking oh that's just a small town no baseball and go over the river and it's totally this unbelievable world town ball is is unreal like yeah. you know it, and for a, i'm a baseball guy yeah but um to hear you talk about it and the passion and you know i can close my eyes and think holy cow i yeah, i have no idea what it's about <laughs> 20 years later you know i spend more time here we talk about you know the birth of your children it's like the birth of a baseball field it's yeah. like right up there equally and town ball is that and yep. i love every minute of it so it's when you're with people that that speak the same language so to speak it's it's unreal well and there are no better bull slingers in the history of mankind <laughs> than town ball players right. and I'm, I'm, i mean i'm probably throwing a stone in my glass house by saying that uh because that's what i am and that's what i do but uh, it, it is just cool to see and I and, and kudos to the likes of Fox Nine and Fox Sports North, or sorry, Bally Sports North now that have done these series of Tom Ball tours. We were just involved in it in Faribault um, with the Rochester Royals a couple of weeks ago. It's just awesome. I mean, we had the largest crowd we've ever had for a baseball game, and I've been a part of this team since 1996, and I've never seen a crowd as big as we had the other day. It was it was it was just awesome, and the amount of civic pride that took place with it amongst everybody, the, the the spectators, family members, you know, wives and girlfriends that normally only are the ones that make up the crowd at a game like that. It's it's just it's it's really cool and fun to be a part of. Yeah, we were talking off air too. Kip and I were talking about, you know, do we have enough room? Do we have attendance room? You know, like <laughs> you see these stadiums and these places and they're so big. And then when you go to a town ball tournament anywhere, Faribault, Dundas, yep. Yep. Waconia, Chaska, they fill up pretty quick because it's people mm-hmm. that are passionate about it. And we're um we're we're 
we're fortunate to be one of those sites. I mean, it's a lot of work. You know this, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know coming next year and yes. not back on your door. We are 2022's host. Yeah, yeah it's it, going to be fun. Exactly. But Exhausting, but fun. It might cost me my marriage, but damn it, it's going to be worth it. <laughs> well, I'm still married yet, so I, it's by the minute. It's I not Liberty watch. yet, yeah, though. Exactly, exactly. So, but, uh, you know, getting to that, that preparation point, I mean, the rubber hits the road, and we were talking off air about those things, and it's like it feels like it should be tomorrow, but it's still a couple of weeks away. Um it's it's gonna be it's gonna be here before you know it and and away we go. I mean three weekends of just chaos. So uh, the the curious question that I have for, for both of you is um and I mean this with absolutely no disrespect, but I remember my first year with the Chanhaston Redbirds was two thousand and ten, the year that they came back after I think it was a sixty three year layoff. And I remember not ever coaching or managing a baseball team, but just been around it my whole life. I believe our third game of the third or fourth game of the year was at Waconia. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm familiar with the area. I was told the field is uh, right next to the high school. I said, all right. So I've got you know 15 kids that I barely know, and we're rolling up. And I see this field, and I see one set of bleachers behind a backstop. And I thought, well, this this is must be where we're taking BP. And to see the freaking trans- transformation that you guys have done with that field, honest to God, it's just amazing what you guys have done with that ballpark. Yeah. All, hey, listen, all Waconia. I mean, seriously, there's – there's a group of guys uh, and gals that all got together and said that field that you just talked about, right? Yep. I mean, it was a, it was like a, f- a flyover state. I mean, literally, yeah. you go by it and you're like, no way. In this fact, I thought happening. I went to the wrong spot, <laughs> right? You know, and again, no disrespect, but we had, I think we had just played in Chaska the week before, and obviously, that's one of the best, you know, fields in the entire state of Minnesota, just with heritage alone. And I'm thinking, this can't be right, is it? You know, and I was really unfamiliar with the teams in that league because I had come from. You know, Faribault playing in the Southern Mini, so I, I all of this was kind of new to me. Right, and you get to the Crow. I mean, Waconia's history is like a roller coaster. It's up and down, deep-rooted history. But you bring up Chaska, our partner, and Hamburg. I mean, those are iconic yeah. stadiums, iconic programs. And, um, you know, we got together and, and five years ago, it's only been five years. So that stadium six, seven years ago was, uh, you know, a green shed and one set of bleachers. I mean, you nailed it. And... Uh, a lot of people invested in it with blood, sweat, and tear equity more than anything. And yeah, we're there now. And we listen. We, one thing we don't do is rest on our laurels. You know, we don't sit there and pound our chest. We go, how do we? How do we get up to the Faribos of the world? How do we get up to the Chans? You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's. This town ball is like that. There's there's a lot of like you said the the BS meter and in all that, but everybody's got each other's back. Oh, so yeah. we're yep. we're thinking. Yeah, this is great, but we still got to execute tournament yeah. one and two. You know the what we think is a a, gr- a good stadium or a great stadium. We still want to expand. You know, we're we're always taking from every, everybody else. You know, we were just down in Mankato at um, uh, Rogers at the oh, sure. Dog Stadium, yeah, yeah, and they got these cool little box things out in right field. And I'm like, that's happening in Wakona. You know, like, <laughs> and how many people say that? I'm just like, we're gonna go buy these boxes and put them up there. That's but, co- it's been. You know. a, I mean, I went to school in Mankato, but I I don't think I've been to a game at Rogers because I think Royce was telling me about that. Did they have some type of showcase a couple of weeks ago? Or they had something yeah. going on. Okay, yeah, that must have been what he was referring to very recently, and he was telling me about it because it's been at least. 10 or 12 years and since we probably played down there right that i even that, that i last set foot down totally there at that it's it's that's cool know, it is cool and you just find these little intricacies you know it's like one year it's going to be this one stadium and the next year it's 
you know, Milroy's putting up a jumbotron in the middle of nowhere, and everybody's we, talking about it. And you're like, we got played their Father's Day week, and I could not believe what I was seeing. Right? It was just unbelievable. Yeah, it's yeah. it's awesome. So, you know, as far as Waconia is concerned, we're our partners with Chaskin and Hamburg. They're like I said, they're iconic, and we're we're trying to make it to their standard. And we're thinking about Faribault and Dundas cool. and Meesville. It's 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 not an arms race. It's like an equality race. You want to give everybody the experience. Yep. You come into the stadium. You, you're there for the first time. You see there with your kid. It's important to have an experience, and that you want to walk away and go, "Man, Waconia was great." Not like, "Oh man, Dad, take me to another park." You know, it's it's that's what we're shooting for. All right, so Kip, first I'm going to butter you up, and then I'm going to hammer you with a with a hard hitting question. <laughs> you ready? Good. First of all, kudos to to the likes of you, Eric Croucher, um, covering all of these games, all of these tournaments, because. Honestly, like uh, last year's tournament, that everyone got thrown, everything got thrown into a, you know whatever because of New Ulm's situation where they had to back out of it last minute. Well, I, you know, you know what I'm getting at here. But but being able to follow all of these games, courtesy of guys like you and our friends on at K Check, uh, my boss loves when I promote another radio station here at Harvard Broadcasting. <laughs> um, but so honestly, the coverage that you provide is is second to none, and uh, kudos to you for that. What is your favorite ballpark? Well, I appreciate the compliments. <laughs> <laughs> Answer that one, sir. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. Uh, I got to meet guys like Chris when you guys hosted Regions. That's how this kind of relationship started. Cool. We got the state tournament coming up in a couple years. You got you want to get involved. So <laughs> I've heard you ask other people this question on other podcasts, and it's yeah. always tough because there's so many different moments at different parks that kind of sit in. Like yeah. nobody's going to talk about New Germany Baseball Park, but – I saw Adam Prane pitch a perfect game there. Like that's gonna stick out that's for cool. a lot of reasons. And then just going down to like when I was in Sleepy Eye, that southwest corner of the state, there's a lot of ball fields in the cornfields. Yeah. But if I had to pick one, it's probably Saints Field and Dassel. I just the playing field, that the atmosphere. Is cool. You get those barns in the back there and kind of just they got all those theme nights they do. It's just a great park and one of many in the park, and I I get to call that one my office four or five times a year, so I'm pretty lucky. That's along awesome. With Delano and all the crow ones. I uh, you know, and it's funny when I get because I get asked this a lot because for a lot of people that either listen to Garage Logic, listen to to this show or whatever, they will send me an email because I say, listen, you know, when the twins are bad, I get it, but take your kids to a to, to a town ball game. Hey, it's so much cheaper. The parking's free, <laughs> you know, and it's just a great experience because kids get to run around, chase fall balls, get a freezy for it or whatever, and it's fun. Um, and so I get, I always get asked that same question, like I want a real town ball feel to it. And the the park I always recommend people to go to. Go to Union Hill because it's tough to beat Union Hill for this reason. When the left field wall is a guy's freaking barn, <laughs> that's town baseball in a nutshell right yeah, there. That's you know, crazy. Same thing that you were referring to because it's just – and it's cool. And, and obviously they're a, they're a fellow DRS team, so I want to promote that aspect as well. But it's just different characteristics that kind of give each stadium its own and unique feel, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I play – one of the things – I. I would have said Union Hill. I mean, yeah. it's not just to confirm it, but I played yeah. 35 and older, and I kind of not do that anymore. But we'd go there. It's short porch. Cornfield's always there. Always. It yep. seems like if it's spring or fall, the corn's still six feet high. Yeah, it like, doesn't matter if like, it's April 20th. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's uh, it's the church across the road. It's the bar across from that. Yep. And it's the guy's house. And I, everybody's like, you know, you know the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm totally on board with that. So every team should replicate those type of fields, whether if you're in the metro or not. It's the the Union Hills and the New Germanys of the world. Yeah. And that's, that's the places that we're trying to replicate. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do in Waconia. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and I have to ask you guys a question because 
You know, it seems, at least from my perspective, I was telling you guys this before we started to record today, that um, in our league, in the DRS, it's about as top to bottom, as even as I can ever remember it being. And that's what's going to be interesting because, you know, playoffs for the most part started, I think, this week, right, for a lot of these teams, both Class B and Class C. And I think it's just going to be a dogfight to see who even gets to the tournament this year, let alone how great the tournament's going to be once the field is set. I don't know how you guys feel about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know what Kip feels. I'm interested. We were, you know, I haven't seen this much chatter and the names that are coming into it, you know, like Chan and Burnsville have punched already at this point. Are they the first two that, that got I their bids? I think bids? they are, so, yeah. Okay, like okay. They, you know, so you start looking at the Twitterverse and, and those type of things and everybody's you know, talking about the races and you look in the Stearns County and you look out West and there's teams that, uh, you know, I brought up Dumont and I'm thinking, man, I haven't heard them on the radar for a long time. And now the excitement for them is coming up and, um, you know, we're, we're in the heart of the crow in Waconia and you, know, you like the DRS, it's mm-hmm. you, you could say top to bottom. Oh, they're and, two of the best leagues in the state. And, and, and I'm not even going to say I'm biased because it's just fact. Right. And, <laughs> and they're fighting to get into the crow, you know, and you just to get into the tournament that Kip covers better than anybody. And you talk about Eric and you talk about the Chaskas, but, um, I, I'm excited for the fact that, and we had mentioned this too, Chris, like you're coming off kind of the COVID and everybody stepped up next year. People want to see baseball, mm-hmm. but it's affordable. The parking's free. The experience is great. And the teams are, I, and again, I, I I could be wrong in this, but it seems like more of the conferences are expanding. It's just not like, oh, Watkins is coming out of it. You know, like you get Kimball, those two. Mm-hmm. Like there's other teams that are like knocking at the door and, and bringing those, the parody, it's closer. Though the best example of that, um, sorry, Kip, I didn't give you a chance to answer that, but I'll get back to you. But the best example of that was the year that the tournament was in Green Isle and Hamburg. So what was that? Were we talking 2017? Okay, something like that. Think, yeah. We uh, we finished, I think, with either the second or the third seed out of the, out of that region. And we, we were looking at the bracket when it came out that, you know, that Sunday night or whatever it was. And I went, where the bleep is Gibbon? You know, like who? And I remember we, Royce and I, we were still on 1500 at the time. And I had said, I don't even know where Gibbon is. Well, guess who sends me a, uh, guess who sends me an email talking about don't take Gibbon lightly? Um, Dana Kicker. And he sends me an email. He said, Reeves, don't sleep on Gibbon. He said, if they don't beat you, they're going to out drink you. And I I remember hearing that, that that town basically just went on fire. The, to the fact that when they were playing their region game, I believe against Hanska, uh, Kicker was telling me, that they had to make two separate beer runs from the concession stand because the Gibbon fans just went nuts. And that is the kind of stuff that I love about town baseball. And I had never heard of the city before, and lo and behold, you know, they put, I mean, we ended up winning, but they, they, that was a fun game to be a part of just from the atmosphere from their fan base. It was great. Yeah. And that's what makes this tournament so fun, you know, because otherwise, when would we have ever played those guys? Never. That never would have happened, you know. But that's the kind of thing that happens well, in the state that's, tournament. That's town ball, right? I mean, right. like you, like, I, again, I'm a transplant i'm an immigrant you know baseball immigrant to this community but given fairfax winthrop hanska <laughs> Cortland, you know, like you learn fast oh yeah you don't you don't fly over those places because they're going to come in hard and oh, they're yeah. some of the best fans too oh, like yeah. they're diehards we uh it, you know we could sit here and tell stories all day long but it's like at waconia i do some of the announcing for the games but we bring in a, a new germany and we wheel stock like schmidt beer that night you know <laughs> like and and then when it goes out we have the announcement you know the schmidt beer is gone and the crowd cheers you know oh, like my it, God. and that but that's so it's rewarding yeah it's rewarding you know? 
know, and we never do that because you know, our one of our guys is uh, the distributor at Green Isle for Locker Brothers, and it's you know. But that's what town ball people do. Yeah. They take care of the people coming in. Oh yeah, they don't take care of the, just their own. Their own is everybody. Yeah. Know? So yeah, that's awesome. Kip, same for you. In yeah, relation definitely. To, yeah. It's just I think I was at that giving game for the game before giving. <laughs> I saw those guys pull up, but it's kind of like Cologne a couple of years ago too, and they took the state. By that, store was so cool. that was so cool. That was so cool. They got everybody cheering for them. It's just it's fun to see those new teams break through, and then you always got your perennials. So yeah, you just never know what's going to happen that time of year. Well, and every year is so completely different. I mean, just because a team went on a, a significant run, like perfect example was it last year? No, two years ago when Jordan. I mean, granted, Jordan was a good team, but no one saw them winning the whole thing. I mean, I certainly didn't, but they, you know, Scott's got to be, what, 58 years old now? I, I make fun of him because we're the same age and we played against each other. But it's great to see him continue to do that and lead those guys because I'm talking about a heritage program, the Jordan Brewers, you right. know, making it all the way through Class C a couple of years ago. Because that was at Delano. Was that the Delano tournament? I can't remember. I was at the game I and I can't so. remember where I was. I think it was, I think it was Delano. Anyway, but yeah, talk, just talking about the heritage and things like that, it's, again, it's it's just a great story. And then, of course, last year, um, you know, Springfield is like, um, we need some help here. And then Milroy raised their hand and they ended up hosting and, and were a great, you know, second site. And I was at a game. I'm, I think I saw you there too. St. Patrick's playing Young America where it was almost a benches clearing brawl in the stands, <laughs> not necessarily even on the field. And I thought, you know, the reason I was there was my guy, Joe Grody got drafted by the, the St. Patrick Irish and I think he had thrown a total of three innings for us that entire year, and he pitched about 20 in the state tournament, <laughs> to which uh, I was mocked and ridiculed by Royce saying, why the hell didn't the manager put him in the game? I said, ah, don't get me started, Pat. I'm sorry about that. But again, things like that that just make uh, make the tournament so much fun. Yeah, you know, and we are talking about the the ability to talk the game with Chaska and, and Hamburg. So here's Waconia, new to the party, but those two cities right now, and Kip can attest to this, you know, listen to Chaska and like, you know, Dale Welter and Repke and all these things. The amount of airtime that's going to be had those three weekends is going to be like nil because the stories are just in a package ready to blow up. And I, I was, I was sitting with Dale Welter the other day because he came from the Redbirds game. Okay. Um, and he came over to Waconia. No reason. But he, I live by the field, and here I saw Dale Wall. So I'm like, I'll go up there. And, and you know, he's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing here, Dale? And I was like, oh, I just had to drive by. It's not on the way home for you. Right. You know, like that's a, like a, that's a weird detour. But he just wanted to talk. You know, That's and he awesome. wanted to talk about baseball, and and that, he found somebody that wanted found, to listen, right, and I was willing to listen. <laughs> uh, but in the absence of what happened with Springfield Milroy stepping up in Shakopee last year, yeah. Oh yes, I think thank pe- you. For yeah, mentioning them. people yeah. want to go. You know, like they're going to see you, and they're going to see Kip, and they're going to just want to talk. Yep. There's going to be a lot of listening to be had. You know, so, like the talkers and the listeners, it's going to be funny. You mentioned Shakopee, so I have to share this quick story. So last year, obviously, they sprung into action. They had just hosted a couple of years ago. It's a perfect site for Class B for obvious reasons. Um, and I remember Schlepper sent me a frantic text. Can you work this weekend? Because, you know, they were just looking for bodies. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't play those. No, I'm sorry. We were already eliminated by then. But I had something going on. I said, yeah, I can help out Saturday. So the first Saturday of the first weekend... He said, I just need you to run the beer tent. The first game was East Grand Forks versus Northfield. There's about seven people in the stands, right? Okay, because Northfield's got a great team. They just don't really draw as well as Dundas. And East Grand Forks is, you know, 100,000 miles away. So anyway, so I'm, I'm basically watching the game standing next to the beer tent because I wasn't really selling anything. And they were up 4-2 to 
two, I think, and and the bottom of the ninth inning, Northfield came back, scored three runs to snipe them, and that's still when it's single limb in that first round. And the East Grand Forks, because it's just kids, you know, 19, 20, 21 year old kids, and they're all just they're down, you know, the first game, and here came their coach. And I said, How you doing, coach? And he looked at his map, he said, Well, we got about a four hour and forty minute drive home. <laughs> And I grabbed the bush light and I sit on the counter and I said, Coach, that one's on me. (laughs) But then again, what does he do it for? The love of the game of baseball. You know? So I said, I got this one taken care of, Coach. You just you have to enjoy your drive home. Uh, But yeah, that's what I love. It's what I love about the tournament. All right. So Kip, um, how many different leagues are you covering, um, either yearly or on a regular basis uh, throughout the course of the summer? So each summer I do the Crow River as a whole, and then I have four or five teams that I cover like just for my newspaper as well. And then in the North Star League, I got four or five other teams, which both those leagues have just been unbelievable this year. Yeah. A lot of fun, always represented well at the regions and state tournament, but teams like Delano, Loretto, Lit- or not Litchfield, but... Hutch, Delano, DC, all those guys, and then the main ones in the Crove. And it's just a lot of fun. We put out that Crow River Review each week where it's like a separate newspaper that just goes to each stand. I get it every week. And yep. that's a, it's just a lot of fun to see people actually reading that. Yeah. A lot of time and effort goes into that, typing all the stats. And it's I'm going to guess that you were at the Loretto game when a certain former third baseman for the Twins made his first appearance. Were you at that game? I was actually not. Oh, you I weren't. Got I thought tip, you were. But okay. I was not. I wish I would have been. Um, Hopefully, getting the story on that one about Corey Koski coming with two kids on his team—that's just you can't make it up. That's just you can't make it up. It's it's awesome. Yeah, and it was so funny because I remembered seeing a guy's, you know, some guy that probably has never been a part of town baseball that said. I'd put one in his ribs, to which I almost retweeted and said, yeah, I'm sure your 54-mile-an-hour fastball is going to hurt a guy that, you know. And I just thought, come on. it's it's Because it, he's what? Got to be in his early 40s, mid-40s. Playing with his kids? You can't make that up. That's a great story. I just hope we don't have to play him in the in the state tournament. But, yeah, other than that, I think it's great. Yeah, it's a crazy run that Loretto's on this year. They're kind of last year's Buffalo team, that surprising team. That's and right. I forgot that about them. That top four in the North Star that came down to that final Sunday, if Loretto would have won, they would have been the one seed, but they lost, so they fell all the way to the four just in their region. So wow. That region's going to be awesome. That's at Delano, one of the n- nicest parts So they the also do a central or a one-site region? Yep, so they okay. have 11 teams in the North Star. Top seven make it automatically. Eight through 11 play for that final spot. And so that final spot is Maple Plain. They're going to be the eighth seed. They'll kick off tomorrow against top-seeded Wait, Hutchinson. Maple Plain is the eighth seed? Yep. Or am I thinking of Maple Lake? Maple Lake. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I thought. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because I know Maple Lake's usually got a really good squad every year. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that whole league has been pretty crazy. It's been more football scores sometimes, and then baseball scores, but a lot of good offenses. And then the Crow is as good as it's ever been. Usually, you see a lot of teams with one or two wins. The lowest was five this year. Wow. And you got Plato, who won the South. Of their six losses, four of them came to the the North, and the North kind of gets that not as good side of the Crow, but. It's been unbelievable baseball so far this summer. Well, and Plato, didn't they almost hit the reset button a couple of years ago when after they had won it? Because I know they had to release a couple of guys because of the point scale for Class B and Class C. And then I made fun of Chris. Uh, da- is it Damon? Is that how you pronounce his Chris? Damon. Damon, sorry. And I remember running into him and I said, oh, you couldn't have cut these guys before you guys beat us in the state tournament? You know, just giving him <laughs> crap because you know, Chris is a great dude. Uh, but didn't they go with a kind of a youth movement with a bunch of kids out on that on that yeah, squad? Yeah, so they won it all in 18. 19 was kind of that year where if anything went wrong, they could go wrong. Adam Prane and Tommy John, the older guards, both got hurt. That's right. And so they kind of took their lumping, didn't make the regions or state tournament. Boy, can that kid And then pitch. the 2020 
COVID year, a lot of those guys just kind of stayed away, and those sure. young guys got that experience. And yeah, they went one and twelve in twenty twenty. But that's what I thought. This okay. year they come back, they win the South Division, and you don't sweep Young America and Carver by accident in the regular season. No. So they got a really good chance to prove they're the real deal this year in the region tournament. Do they get four out of that week? Okay, yep. okay, that's what I thought because I, I I remember looking because obviously I get the paper, you know, my living in Carver, and I remember looking going. My God, one of these teams isn't going to make the state tournament. Looking at that, looking at that bracket up to down, I thought, "Holy cow, is that tough sled?" And I thought the DRS was going to be, you know, because there's going to be a couple of good teams that aren't going to make it out of the DRS too. Because same thing, top to bottom, it's just a strong league. Um, first of all, you didn't give a shout out to your newspaper. Maybe you'll get some subscribers by doing that. <laughs> yeah, Herald Journal, check it out. We cover a lot of the Crow and then the North Star League, and then just amateur baseball is in general. And you have your pick of a lot of teams in that in that area, so that's that yeah, also definitely. is pretty beneficial. It's fun to- Put your horse to a wagon and see how far you can go. It's always fun. How are you guys doing on volunteers for the tournament? Are you still looking for people? Or? Yeah, it's uh, uh, volunteers. Go to WCH2021.com, and all three sites' volunteer sheets are on there. So Okay, w- cool. Yep, so it's Waconia, Chaska, Hamburg, WCH2021.com. Um, and, you know, of course, everybody's going to need volunteers, but we're getting them. Yeah. Um, the, the nice part about the push, just like you said, uh, is, you know, when teams start getting unfortunately knocked out, you yeah. know, like that's when they're like, Hey, we still want to come and hang that's out. That's exactly whatever, what but. I'm going to do. I mean, I'm going to wait to see, that's why I haven't uh, you know, gone online yet. But I mean, as soon as, you know, our fate is settled, whether I find out when we're playing or if we're done, I mean, I'm going to be there hanging out. I mean, whether you like it or not, I'm yeah. coming. <laughs> so well, we expect the first pitch out of you, and I see to come by. You, when you can catch oh, it, when you can throw it. So. I would, I would pay money to have him throw a first pitch because I know he won't do it. But that would be a spectacle in and of itself. Don, it's the offer is standing. We just officially said the state tournament would like to have him have the for first pitch. Do you know how no. the brackets are going to fall? I mean, are you guys going to get a lot of the Class C games, and Chaska going to get a lot of the Class B, or, how, or do you not know how that's going to work? Yeah, yet? no, we know exactly how it's going to work. So Chaska is going to get 25. Wakoni's going to get 25. And then there's uh, 15 in Hamburg. The interesting part for Tom Ball listeners that know the Hamburg third site actually is getting more play and actually some big games. They're oh they're two they're two weekends, um, and then the the championships for C will be in Waconia and for B in Chaska. But we all kind of agree there's some big games that are going to kind of go from B and C to both. So how you're kind of the old model of like, we're just the B area, we're just the C area. Sure. It still is kind of like that. Chaska's getting a lot of the B. They're a B team. Waconia's a C, getting the C. Same mm-hmm. with, but Hamburg is getting some B. Uh, and there's some crossover in there. And both, I, think all that's good. Say, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think it's good. I think, here's the truth. And look, the numbers don't lie. It's like, there used to be that C, you wanted the C games because they're going to bring the small town, everybody's coming. Because they want to sell beer. They want to sell beer. <laughs> and that's truth. But uh, the B is start, they're starting to come around. Like the the, yeah. the amount of people that are coming to it. And on top of that, you know, we're that fringe with uh, the Metro, with Chaska and, and Waconia. So we may get the casual person that's like, you know, you start off by saying, come watch it. I mean, you got the Saints and the Twins. Undeniably, it's great baseball at the highest level. But you're seeing some good level. The the, well, the Loretto's of the world. Victoria you know? just had a kid drafted by the Padres. Right. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, on our team, we have Matt Lane, who pitched double A with the Cardinals, and Jake Patrishka, who pitched three games at the start of the year, and now he's in triple A at Salt Lake because... Obviously, the Angels' bullpen's too good. He can't make it to the big league club. Oh, he loves it when I bring that up, too, by the way. Uh, but, but there's really good talent on a lot of these teams right. throughout the state. And, you know, a lot of these kids are doing the Northwoods leagues, you know, for the the smaller, uh, you know, 
whether you're in Wilmer, you're in St. Cloud, you're in Eau Claire doing those things. So they're coming back. And then as maybe not a lot of people know, but top people know, all of a sudden these pitching staffs all of a sudden start getting locked up at the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. It was like they were gone. They're doing their trips and everything, but somebody got married. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right, and that's yeah. the one that probably happens the most is somebody <laughs> got married. But um, now you start seeing it's like, whoa, they're locking in. And these teams that have maybe dropped from first to fourth or they're the fourth, all of a sudden you're like, don't do not sleep on these teams. They are going to come <laughs> hot after you. And the regions are as equally as good as state sometimes. You know, it's arguable, but I, uh, we can't wait. We can't wait to get to this. State. I'm glad you reminded me of something I wanted to ask Kip because I know you've covered um, regions that are both a one site um, and also ones that are, you know, kind of indiv- individually played, like the ones that we have for the, I call it the DRS region, but it's region, whatever, it, whatever C it is. Anyway, um, which, which one do you like better? Because I'm going to assume as a reporter, you like the one site because there's not as much travel, but do you think that they're, uh, that they get more fans to games when it's one site? I think it is a little bit of combination of the both is nice. Like I know New Germany was the primary host they called upon Waconia a couple of years ago and you got New Germany's ballpark and but next to a cornfield and yeah. you got Waconia's new grandstand. So that like mixture and crossover was really cool to sure, see. Sure. Um it is kind of nice knowing you're going back to that field every time, but it's also nice for fans that you get to try some new food, try get a new sight lines all that, and I think Plato and Hamburg are going to knock it out of the park. And then, of course, with the state tournament coming up, Oconee and Chaska and Hamburg, there's not going to be a bad spot to sit anywhere. Because well, What year did Carver host it? Was that two years ago? I believe so. Because I remember taking my boy, because I'm two blocks from the ballpark, and I remember taking my boy down there for a couple of games. It was great. You know, I got to watch Cologne play somebody, because they won. This was, I think that, that was the same year that Cologne went on their run, was it not? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. and then I, you know, obviously I know a few of the Carver guys um, just living in town, but it was kind of cool and a different different kind of vibe to it where you had fans from one team kind of rooting on another one, like, we don't want to play those guys, or, you know, beat them or whatever. Um, but it was a cool vibe. I really I really enjoyed that. It was yeah, fun. even last year it got a whole wrench thrown in it. Plato and Hamburg were supposed to host, but with COVID they kind of put it where high seeds are going to host, so you're going to have a different game at each okay. park. First time they've done that, and that kind of went over well. Besides one day, there's a rain delay, so they had to play two games at once, so you couldn't get to all of them. But that was kind of cool. Or all right, I'm going to Green Isle, or I'm going to Cologne, sure. or headed to Broughton. Well, as a as a as non affiliated as I am with the Crow whatsoever, I do motion that one of the sites should always be at Cologne just for cheese curds alone. Um, I would like to make that motion <laughs> because Craig, you guys have a game. I need an excuse to come over to get some cheese curds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know the funny part about that too, and is you'll start seeing, so with Konya at Cologne, these 14-year-old games all request Cologne now because Pexo will open up for the uh, Kurds for these 14-year-olds. You're kidding you know, me. And I'm involved, so I have four, I have three boys. They're all high school, middle school. And the parents are like, hey, are we going to Cologne tonight? I'm like, hey, uh, how about Waconia? You know, and I'm like, we're all right right here. You know, we're not too shabby. And they're like, well, you know, that cheese curd. We, all, that we just running. want cheese curds. Yeah, I'm like, dang. He's created a monster, man. That's the gold standard. You know, oh. that's that's the one. You talk about you talk about people wanting to get after it. Pexa's cheese curds, man. There's more play time in the state tournament. I'm like, are we going to do curds? Are we going to do fries? He's kind of, I don't want to say ruined it for everybody, but like bring it down a little bit. We need to be achievable. We need to at least get his curd status because, you know, we think we have good stuff, but man, right. Texas curds are like he's, legendary. It's it's pretty tough to top those. Yeah. Um, 
So go, uh, circling back then to uh, everything with the volunteers, and it's it's we should tell people too that are unfamiliar with it. It is the three weekends leading up to Labor Day, and Labor Day is late this year. So the championship game, in fact, there's only two games on actual Labor Day, but it is the three weekends leading up to Labor Day. And a lot of these teams, it's one game a weekend until Labor Day, when you better get your pitching ready if you plan on making a run because it could be as many as four games in the course of three days. Yeah. Too. So and and something that is new as well. So the beach. Championship will be Sunday night. Oh, it uh, is. Yeah, so it's it's. Um, oh wow, they're, I did not they're know doing that. it. So uh, it's still a double limb scenario. So if the C tournament championship will be on Labor Day at twelve o'clock okay. in Waconia, okay, and the B championship will be the night before in Chaska. So it could be crowned that night. But if um, the uh, losers bracket team wins, then correct. you would play another game. Oh wow, another I did not game. know that. Yep. Okay, and cool. Then it will That's go, a great idea, by it, the way. Yeah, and, and it'll go back to. Chaska. So there was a lot of talk in actually credit to the state board on a dialogue on this. You know, like we actually talked it through mm-hmm. and and had good discussions about it. I have and a feeling the host site next year is going to copy that uh, very idea. <laughs> right. I just have a feeling that that might happen. That that would be good <laughs> if that host site did well, it's, it that Here's way, why it's good and why it's smart, because a lot of people want to attend both games. Right. And you don't want to make people choose which one to go to. I mean, I was in that boat. A couple of years ago when I wanted to watch Chanhassen play, but also I wanted to see who the Class C champion was. And we're targeting you. Exactly. You live in Carver, right Right. in between these sites, right? Mm -hmm. And we're targeting those families to say, hey, it's five bucks to go to the game or whatever it is, ten bucks. Come and enjoy it. That's the target crowd that we're in. And so with the B and C split too, you have like the Kips of the world that can get ultimate coverage on that. Uh, We think it's going to be something that hopefully everybody will do because – as a volunteer, me personally, I want to go watch the B game. So, you know, we're going to be playing, obviously, in Waconia. But uh, if we know that it's it happens that whoever loses, I'm turning around that and we're going to Chaska mm-hmm. and picking up, a, you know, an apron and, and serving some beers and having <laughs> some hot dogs and watching the B second game. You're also reminding me of another story. Oh, great. Reavers is going to start telling another story. <laughs> Um, but you were talking about the, the selling beer aspect and host sites and region play and whatever. I don't know if you guys know this story, but last year was New Markets. Oh, God, Todd's going to love that I'm telling this story on the show. Um, do you guys know Todd Burks from with the New Market Muskies at all? He is the classic example of the frugal town ball manager, okay? Which is why they have a really successful program because Todd Todd's really good at running a team. And so they were playing their first Class B playoff uh, against Hampton. They're in that same with, uh, they're with Dundas, Rochester, uh, I'm forgetting a couple other teams in any event. So they were the play-in game. They were the five and the four seed to go to the next round. And they were supposed to play at Hampton. Well, Hampton's got a good team, but they just don't really have the fan following. You know, they have that, that stadium that's right off 52 that you can see there. And they don't really draw that well. Todd paid Hampton $300 to have them play, still be the home team, but play at the Muskies Field. Why would he do that, do you ask? Short well, shorts. it's because he sold $600 <laughs> right. worth of beer <laughs> right. at the ballpark that day. And the short porch at Newmarket <laughs> right. also came into play. But that's the kind of stuff I love. Is right. stories like, you've got to be kidding me. And he made a business decision, but right. he, it turned out it was correct because he did be probably sold more than that because the crowd, I was there that day and it was packed. Right. But it's stuff like that that I love too because that's what it boils 
boils down to, baby, selling beer and making a buck, a buck or two. Because listen, like I said, all of us are volunteers. We all do this for for free, and it's not free to run a team. You got to pay for umpires. You got to pay for balls. You got to pay for equipment. You know that it's there's still a cost involved with running a town baseball team. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's how you explain it is exactly how it goes. We. I think about all the things that we've talked about today with Coney being kind of the, the the flyover field. And somebody made mention to it the other day, and it was like we had a six-person board in Waconia. And we're like, do you think we're taking away from, like, the bar scene now? Like, it's a destination. Like, people are coming here on a Friday oh, really? night, you know? And they're like, nah, not yet. And we all kind of looked at each other like, okay, let's watch the next game. So we turn around during the next game. I don't even know it was one of the last games. And there's people talking like we're doing mm-hmm. right now. They don't even know what the game's going on. So it's you like know, a like, twins crowd. So it's like a twins <laughs> crowd, right? You know, and it's like seventh inning. You're like, oh, what's the score? You know, or right. who's playing? And we're like, wow, that's what we got going on here. Like that's cool. a baseball destination, not just a, yep, the Lakers are playing too deep on a you know, flat surface. So uh, kids are coming out. It's free. Everything about town ball in all these places that we're stealing from, we're like, yep, get that from New Market, get that from Hampton, get that from New Germany. Are you guys pl- are, are you guys hosting, well, walk me through the levels that you guys are hosting. I'm assuming Legion, VFW, Town Baseball, the high school I'm assuming is playing there as well, or is yep. there any more that I'm missing? Yeah, no, that's field? it. So basically, you know, once you get to uh, 90-foot, uh, big boy baseball, as most say, mm-hmm. then we're hosting. So we'll host a couple of the 14, 15-year-old metros, but we will do mainly the Legion. It's just for the number of games. You know, we're, we we hope... Dear God, who's making that schedule out every summer? Right, yeah, well, you're looking at one of them. <laughs> okay, but, you know, it's, sure. it's we got a master list, but uh, the Legion teams are pretty fruitful. Uh, you know, we got lucky. I really think that in in 17, Waconia won the state tournament, went undefeated, uh, and we built the grandstand the same year. Like it, it happened like perfect storm. And when you say it, it's almost a movie to be made. You wow. know, um, so they go on and do it. That was a run of 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 luck uh, for us, but for talent for them. And then the town ball started coming back. You know, so people want to go out and have a an experience. And then you have these 16-year-old kids, you know, kids like you, like mm-hmm. you talk about, it's like, hey, my son's playing T-ball. So they see that. They see Carver versus Waconia, and then they want to be that person, whether if it's either team. So it's our job to offer that experience, right? Well, like, a it's, perfect example are my two boys. I have two boys, nine and six, and for the first time, my, my son, who's involved, Carver and Chaska kind of are combined with the 10U program, and my son's team was okay this year. Well, they ended up winning the 10U championship at the end of the year which was great and and my my nine-year-old soon to be 10 he is all in now i mean he's been around our, my guys you know for for his entire life but now just getting that bug where he's kind of starting to mimic some of the guys playing and that's how you feed the next generation because i was telling the guy that i run the team with charlie who's the varsity head coach at Fairbow high school and their numbers are down pretty significantly um just because I don't know if it's an interesting or certain kids are just they don't really want to play sports or they want to play other sports because there's other sports that are being offered right now. But people don't realize how many kids live in that area from, you know, just north or just you know, just north of Jordan up to where you guys are. There's nothing but families with young kids that are out living in there. I mean, the health of that area alone is is really, really strong. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, it's. You know, I've been 20 years in Waconia, like I said, and when 312 stopped in Eden Prairie, it was like this ginormous wall. And now you go out to Carver where you're yeah. at, and I'm thinking, 
oh, I, I love, you know, I commute in my job and normally I come into Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe I got to move out to Norwood Young America or Glencoe, <laughs> you know, to get farther out now right. and 212's opening up. But yeah. um, you bring up such a good point. It's like the kids look at these town ball guys yeah. as they're it. They're, they want to be those people. I think... I don't think town ball people forget that, but they need to be reminded of it a lot. Like there is eyes on them, like nobody's business. And whether if it's the DRS or the Crow or, you know, you're playing Chaska Chan, mm-hmm. these kids see that. Oh yeah. And they see the, you know, the, the, the Waconia Laker walk off type of kid. And that's awesome. Like yeah. that's free entertainment. Man. Yeah. It's, it's just awesome. Well, and uh, so I, I want to ask each of you what your favorite town ball story is. And I'll tell another quick one to give you guys a minute to think about your favorite town ball story. Cause mine happened. Uh, this would have been two years. I, I mean, I, it's not my favorite cause I have a million of them, but uh, one of my favorites is we were playing in St. Patrick for their, they always have their church festival end of the year fan appreciation game where they, you got the chance to win an ATV, baby. So that's the best scam ever. And I tell Stika this all the time. They're selling these tickets for ten bucks, and they're going to sell five million of these tickets, and one person's going to win the stupid ATV, right? Anyway, so they have a they have a deal where I think they give out a dollar for foul balls to the kids, right? So they get a lot of kids that chase after them, so that they don't have to. But in the fifth inning. It's $5 for one foul ball, right? That's awesome. So my two boys are up there with their – I mean, it's it's like a rugby match <laughs> for these kids, right? And it's just great sitting there watching them because you guys know how that field is situated, right? Uh, right? With the hill in the background and stuff. And I remember my, my youngest, who is now six at the time, he would have been four, and he is tough. I mean, he's, he's going to be a middle linebacker, right? And he knocked over this one kid and just missed it. And he just slammed his fist. I go, buddy, buddy, come here, come here, come here. So I had a game ball in the dugout, and I went, and and I had him run it up there. <laughs> and then Stika sent me a text and said, you just gave your kid a game ball, didn't you? <laughs> $2.50. Right. Yeah. But, but it's things like that, you know, where it's like you're never going to see 48 kids or whatever it was knocking each other over just to go get a fall ball. But, man, I just I, it brought a smile to my face because it was just awesome to watch. Yeah. Right. Uh, there, there's so many, and, and the one I think about, and I'm sure Kip has a million too, but so I have four kids, I have three boys, but it's actually my daughter, she's the youngest, she's a seventh grader now, and she's kind of the fall balls are. I think about your boys running around. Yeah, She she loves it. She'll come home, and she's over at the park, and my three boys all play baseball, but she has like the czar stuff status with all of our board guys. I mean, she'll look at uh, Mike Schultz and all these guys, Schultz, and she'll just kind of point, and they come over there, you know, and she's like, and I'm like, that's the memories for me. It's like, you think of the obvious, and then I look over, and here's my daughter, just, you know, she'll point, and she'll be just like, I need you over here right now, you know, like, and and it's the fall balls. I like, it's, she's like, I'm in charge of the fall balls tonight. They're like, yep, okay. Okay, You know, so, yeah, yeah, I got this, Dad, okay. So, there's so many, I mean, you can, listen, you can list off a million, but Mm -hmm. it's about family, you know, you nailed it. It's, it's, it's a family thing. What do you think, Kip? Yeah, I hate to bring up the Adam Prane perfect game again, but that's just so tough to be. And just, that's pretty that's cool, one. though. That's it's at one. New Germany, so they got this tiny press box, and it's me, Jeremy Stender, and Chris Dom, and they're doing the radio. I'm doing the Twitter newspaper stuff, and the third inning comes, not a hit. Fourth inning comes, not a hit. Fifth inning comes, not a hit. We all just kind of like look at each other like, Nobody's saying it! We, right? know, we know what's going on. Like, <laughs> Don't jinx it. All of a sudden, we go to the last inning, and Kyle Panning from Plato makes a great catch against the wall to like rob a home run almost, and we're like, this might actually happen, and wow. we're all just sitting there trying not to jinx it. So 
the game was awesome itself. It was really awesome. But then just to be with Jeremy and Chris there, and we were like looking at each other. Like Remind me the pitcher's name again? Adam Prane. Adam Prane. Okay. It was actually a really great story because he had Tommy John a couple of years ago, and now he's back. And the big reason why Plato's that number two seed right now in the region tournament. Sure. He's up there in ERA for the league and hitting almost 400 again. Too. How old of a guy is he? He's a little younger than I am. I believe he's 25, 26, okay. something around there. Okay. Cool. What a great story. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I, In fact, now that you mention it, I do remember seeing your tweet about that. Because when did that happen? That was 20... What did you guys host? 2018? Yep. So that happened so. in 2017. Okay, 2017. Okay, yeah, cool. The best part is because I got the video of it going and you can hear Jeremy Stender's call in the background. So that oh, kind of cool. merges together and that one got a lot of likes and retweets on Twitter for good reason. Well, and I should, we should mention him too because Jeremy does phenomenal work covering town baseball with his radio station too. I mean, that. in fact, I had him do one of the games at Target Field uh, the year that Young America played Plato. At Target Field, I said, "You want to do the game?" He said, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do." <laughs> so, because they were planning on in some way trying to be there anyway, I thought, "Well, I told my boss, like, listen, do you mind?" He goes, "Hell no! It's great promotion for you know a great small market or you know smaller market uh, radio station that does a great job covering town baseball, right?" Yeah, he does an awesome job. And yeah. even last year when we were sitting waiting for that season to get started, he texts me and says. Let's put together an all-decade team for the Crow River Valley League. Oh, out that's of, out of nowhere. right. So four of us guys got together and probably met for an hour or two, three times, four times on a month and put it together. And we just, we were craving baseball and we wanted that. And Jeremy's got a good thing going and I'm sure he'll have a lot of listeners. I know this, this is a loaded question, but how did you, I mean, my God, think of the players that have played in that league. How did you, what was the criteria? How did you come up with it? Yeah, or what did so you base it on? It was a lot of fun. So we did 2010 to 2019. And so with the Crota Review, we actually have stats and the league leaders from all these years. So the first thing we did was just, I sent them out to all the guys that were doing it together. We each came up with a list of like 45, 50 names that we thought deserved it. Came back together. There's probably like 20 of them that we all had on there were like shoe-ins, like Tony Clay, obviously, sure. those kind of guys, Joe Clay. Odegaard. And then each time we <laughs> kind of met, just narrowed it down, narrowed it down. And then like, do we want to do 25? Do we want to do 30? trying to find that right number, but we just kind of three, four years was our cutoff. If you kind of contributed either just pitching offense, both team success like that. But I mean, when we were all craving amateur baseball, That's May, cool. it was a lot of fun to just meet with those guys. And then a lot of people enjoyed it too. Yeah. Cause I know the, uh, with K check, they always do their hot stove league and they did something similar. They probably ripped you guys up, but they did something really similar to that. And it was again, for nerds like me, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm gobbling it up. Like, hell yeah, let me see it. Although I was offended that I wasn't nominated as the first base coach <laughs> for the DRS. You know, I was very offended by that, but it's cool. I mean, and I guarantee a lot of people were tuning in or looking at Twitter just, just to, just, cause they were also craving baseball. Well, as a general fan, I'm jump in because i remember you guys were hosting it in young america up in the press box yep it would have been opening and day if we so were at the press box. i was listening oh. to not to name drop other things but KGL, KGL, kglb and stender and domino were doing it and i'm just got in my car and drove around just with, to listen with to my it. kids here and here's the story <laughs> and we went to other sites so we like drove to plato drove to broughton as they're doing it for something to do. That's cool. And you guys were up in the box. And so then we drove by and I honked. And I remember I text Dom and I'm like, you're going to hear this honk. And then he said something. And I'm like, that's tumble, man. You know, like we were doing that. So there's another example. It's like you had no nothing to do on a on a Sunday type of thing. We're listening to Kip and, and Jeremy that's and Chris. That's awesome. And was it Josh too? Uh, yep, Josh. Yeah. yeah, it was just fun because we were thinking maybe it'd be an hour, hour and a half. I think we went close to almost three yeah, hours. Yeah, you guys went a long time. I was you went no three one, hours? I think we were pretty close Holy to three crap. hours. Just the funnest part about that was I've been covering the Crow since 2016, and then Jeremy, I think this is his 13th year doing it. So 
for them to kind of relive the older guys that maybe I missed along the way was a lot of fun. And then chime in with some of the new guys and it was a good group of guys. And then we even have a Crow River golf tournament. Now Pat Cheetah from Watertown started that. So okay. all the teams get together and we have a media team. So we get to play in that too. And that was cool. a lot of fun last year. And hopefully we get to do it again. All right. Uh, I want to ask you guys another question and I can start if you want, but if you have one off the top of your head right away, please throw it out there. Do you have a sneaky team that you think has the chance to not only get into the tournament, but probably make a run? That that's kind of under the radar, you know, not your conventional, uh, who am I, you know, your conventional Young Americas, the Plato's, the St. Patrick's, you know, teams like that that are going to be probably heavy favorites to to make it to Labor Day weekend. Do you guys have one that comes to the top of your head? Mine all year has been Isanti. Really? I, yeah, I've had them. I do the rankings for Class C along with a few other guys. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. they've been in my top ten for the pretty much the whole year. They're a sneaky good team. Came down from B a couple years ago, I believe. Okay. I've played really well in the tournament the last couple of years. They had a really great battle with Young America a couple of years in extra And didn't they also lose to Newmarket? Newmarket. I think last, they had. A, they played the them last tough. UFC? So yeah. they're a sneaky team that we're you've kind of seen the last few years where it's not really that favorite you think's going to win it. You got one of those middle of the pack teams and well, who picked Fairmont last year? Exactly. Right. Nobody did. You know. Same I mean, way. obviously they. They had some help, and they are now ineligible for postseason play this year. But but again, no one picked them to win the tournament last year. Yeah, like and the they last rolled. couple years, Jordan, Kimball, yeah. Raymond, no one, none of those guys were the favorites coming in. But you get hot at the right time, and exactly, Isanti's my pick. Really? Okay, Chris, what about I, you? I can't go against that because I know Kip. Uh, you he, can't he, pick you know, Waconia by the way because like, they're a favorite. Uh, yeah, they're the number one seed. That's like <laughs> the dreaded one seed. You know, you don't want the buy on everything, but. Uh, you know it's tough. I I I you know I I hate saying this because Dom is gonna. I watch Hamburg getting in as an eight seed. So just like DRS and our other play, you, there's a battle to get into the region tournament. Yep. Waconia opens up tomorrow night against Hamburg. Chris, t- we're on a Zoom call because he's one of the chairs for Hamburg. You know, so he says, you know, we we'll be friends after the game. You right. know, and then the whole right. Zoom laughs. But I'm like, you can't sleep on those teams because everybody's gonna pitch their rock. Right, you know, against yep. uh, Waconia, and then you, you don't want to be in the dreaded bottom half of the region, double limb, and fighting your way to get to the fourth or third team in. So, you know, again, not to just talk crow, but he, here's my sleeper, and I don't know if it's a sleeper. I, I've been kind of looking at the state. I, I want Dumont. I, I watch <laughs> if they get in because I grew up just on the other side uh, in North Dakota in yep. a small town, Lidgerwood. And I totally remember playing them, you know, in amateurs because we'd go down. I'm like, if they get in, and to think of, uh, and to think, um, uh, Dick Bremer grew up there, and you know, he'll be like, this is it. sure, like let's go Dumont. How, big, know, of a, like, how big of a town is Dumont? I'm guessing it's got to be 250 to 400 people. Wow, it is super okay. small. Okay. It's out out in Western North Dakota or um, Minnesota. Yep. Um, I could be totally wrong, but there's no way there's a thousand out by Wheaton and Ortonville that way. But um, we're putting the program together, and the program is out as of yesterday. So Harold, oh, Harold, that. Yeah. yeah, Harold Journal um, is doing our program. Unbelievable. Uh, all I'm going to say is, and total teaser on that, you got to go to the tournament to get the roster book and the program. The stories in there, Bud Grant stories That's about Tom cool. Ball. It's going to be awesome. Anyways, so they do the the proverbial map. They have the Minnesota map, and you know I love getting out of the our bubble here and yep. seeing you know like like you said, where's Gibbon? You know oh, like and yeah. w- where we know where Gibbon is, but not maybe a lot of people. Dumont fits that, you know. So I'm like, it's all the way over there, and if teams like that come down, 
awesome. That's what we're that's what we're shooting for. You know, bring bring your fan base, but we're gonna bring a fan base to you too. Yeah. You know, and we're gonna that's be rooting cool. for those teams. So. Well, I remember because Gibbon was the first team that remember last year that broke through and said we're playing a game. Mm-hmm. Remember they hosted Jordan for the very first tumble game last year because I remember uh, getting a call. Because it was on a Sunday afternoon, and I got a call that morning, and it was Royce going, "Hey, horse's ass, I'm picking you up. We're going to Gibbon this afternoon." <laughs> and I said, "He's driving. Hell yeah, I'm going." Because you, know, you know, I'm about what an hour or so uh, east of Gibbon. I thought, "Let's do it." And of course, my wife says, "Get the hell out of the house. I'm sick of listening to you." Um, and I couldn't believe the crowd again. Like, you got to be kidding me! Like, the, the city's 400 people, but they all must be here today. Right. You know, it was awesome. Right. It was so cool. No, that's the thing. It's like <clears throat> my whole communal life in growing up in North Dakota is about the community coming in. And if town ball doesn't reek of that, right. You know, I just, oh, yeah. it's again, we're so fixated on the crow and I know it. And I hear the new Germany's, but Broughton and Glencoe, when you do these bids, you know, the years that we sat in and the VFW and you guys were oh, bid yeah. out. And I think about that. And one of the very first articles I think Kip wrote, it was, you know, we're sitting in there with Watkins and we're sitting there with you guys. It's everything about what's good in everything mm-hmm. in one room. Because we're all rooting for each and other. And nobody's pointing the finger like, gosh, nope. I really want you to fail on nope. this. And, um, you know, Glencoe Broughton was there. And you just think we're all rooting for each other. Right. It'll be your turn. You know, don't worry about it. Sometime it'll be your turn. And um, and it gets to the point where man, we got it. Now you kind of panic. You so know, oh, like, well, I'm going to share a story with you. Another another Reaver story. Sorry about that. Um, but Charlie and I were sitting there with Mike Ludwig from the Dundas Dukes, and you know we had made a presentation the previous or two two years previous to that, and we had formed a partnership with Owatonna, and they we didn't get it. And I think part of it was Owatonna was kind of viewed as a little bit too far south. I think. We're probably as far south as they probably want to go, which I completely get because you're trying to get as many people to the to the games as possible. So I completely understand that. But I remember making the pitch, and we didn't have as much gusto as we did the first time because we were fearful, like, we're just wasting our time. We're coming up here. We're really not going to get it. And then they announced it, and Charlie and I looked at each other because we had rode there together, and we said, okay, thank you very much. We got in the car, and I looked at him, I said, what the bleep just happened? <laughs> you know, like, wh- what are we doing? What do we do now? I mean, we literally spent the two hour drive back to my house from St. Cloud going, now what? Now, what? you right. know, like, we only have at that time, what, four years to put this all together. <laughs> right. You know, it was, it was crazy, but I'm sure a, lo- a lot of those same anxiety driven uh, reactions come out from a lot of these people. Yeah, you're giving me anxiety right now, thinking we only have three <laughs> weeks left. I guarantee Kip and I are going to leave here, like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? What do we got to do? But, uh, you know what? It's a lot of planning, but you, you just, you listen and you, and don't be afraid to replicate. You know, it's like, it's okay. You know, like the people do it right. You know, you talk about Delano. I mean, Delano, yeah. like, what do they have at three in the last 11 years or but something like that? But it's such a great facility. It is. They yeah. do it. Joe Schlepper and Cheryl. Like, yep. it's, it's a team effort from everybody. But, um, yeah, we expect we expect good numbers, but we ex- we just want to live up to the standards of everybody else. And, and every team coming in, our goal, and we say it all the time, is just like, yep, no matter if you're there for one game or you're there for the run, we want you to come back. Yeah. That's it. That's what we want you to come back. And I think, and I told you this before, but I think what's really going to help uh, your, your guys' tournament is just given the close proximity to the Metro. I mean, obviously with, with 212, which is a complete game changer, um, out, out towards Chaskaway. But even with you guys, there's just so many people that are in such close proximity now to the city of Waconia. I mean, I can't imagine you guys aren't going to 
really, really do well with numbers. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's two things. You got to hope for hope for good weather and yes. hope for the right teams. You know, it, 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 so you're it, saying let this drought continue till the night right. of Labor Day, yeah. right? <laughs> so if 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 mass and drought can happen until after Labor Day, we're good. I mean, no, no political statement there. Right. So yeah, um, I will throw out my quick sleeper, and I I hope that the guys from the Fairbowl Lakers don't don't hear this, but our so the way our region breaks out. The four and the five play each other, and, and the top three, we're waiting to see who comes through this week's playoff because um, we're the three seed. Um, but the Montgomery Mallards, and I'll tell you why the Montgomery Mallards, if they get in, could be a, 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 could be a force to be reckoned with. They have some guys that can hit. They're a really good fielding team, but they have two studs that can throw for their team. And I'm I'm just saying if they get in, they could they they could make a run because again, we we talked about this at the top of the uh, top of the show. If you have a stud, if you have an ace, you're going to Labor Day weekend because you know he only has to pitch once a week, you know, until you get to Labor Day weekend, and that's I mean that's one of the reasons why we've made a couple of runs because Matt Lane is one of the best pitchers in the state, and so that's that's what helped us uh, helped us advance. But I have a feeling because they play New Prague, who's also has a stud uh, in, in Nate Sproles. One of those two teams could make a significant run. I think if they, if either one of those teams make it in the state tournament, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. You know, I was up watching uh, Watkins and Kimball. Uh, my brother-in-law is a Watkins guy, and I came up, didn't watch the game, but they had just, you know, Matt Geislinger comes to my mind with talking about like ultimates in the state. When you just said all you need is one guy, mm-hmm. one weekend, and you ride him three or four games right to the championship, and he kind of had it off night against Kimball and. And, you know, that's Meeker Stearns County, right? You're right. talking about, okay, this is legit baseball. And he lost. And I thought, oh, man, you fueled the wrong fire. Like, losing going into the region, he is going to be ornery going in. So Watkins could be a team, too, that could make a run on a one-pitcher, two-pitcher type of thing. I had a firsthand experience with uh, the Stearns County League when uh, we had beat, uh, it was the Friday, I think it was the Friday night or Saturday night. It would have been Saturday night, right, of Labor Day weekend. We got to it, and we beat Raymond 7-1, who was the defending champ from the previous year. And then we played Lake Henry, who I, I mean, I'd heard of them, obviously, but didn't really know much about them. <laughs> that fan base, we were the first game the next day, first or second game the next day, I believe. So we had a really quick turnaround from one night to the next. And I remember seeing fans pounding beers at 9.45 in the morning, and I went, we are in for a for a crowd right, here right. today, baby. But and they took it to us. We ended up losing by one, and I think they lost the championship to Kimball that year. I believe. I so. think they did. And and I mean that that in in some ways it's really bittersweet because we made a heck of a run. But that's that was that feeling like man, we could we could do it this year, and then it, it just didn't work out our way. But man. The, those Stearns County fans, man, they're nothing to nothing to mess with because they uh, they show up for their right. baseball. Well, when we say we want the right teams, it's not like we're not handpicking the teams, but you know, you get four Stern County teams like Ooh. Henry Regal, those guys. We're gonna be all right on attendance, you know, <laughs> yeah, you and are. the beer sales. And yeah, the beer it might be sales. lit that day. So yeah. and you're hoping that they play the first game and they win, so they stay right. all day. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Eleven o'clock win would be perfect. Um all right. So any final thoughts that you guys have? Uh, anything else we need to promote outside? I mean, we, I know we did volunteers, but anything else that we can help 
promote here on the Royce on Baseball podcast? Well, WCH2021.com. Kip's keeping up with that for us as the media guy, but that's going to be where you can volunteer. Um, you know, there's a lot of new things. There's going to be construction. You know, can I bring dogs to the park? All things that will be answered, go to that. We're updating it almost daily now. Okay. And, you know, it's it's going to be kind of the one-stop shop for uh, everything. You know? By the way, uh, apparel. Are you guys selling apparel online or is it just on site? Now it's on site. So okay. we sold apparel. So Because we'll that a... shirt Kip's rocking is sweet right yeah, now. We got, a, we got you and Royce a, a sweet one yes. coming out there. So when That's they do, how you butter up a guest, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so when you guys come out live, do that first pitch. Nice. I don't know if that happened, but we um, <laughs> we will have apparel live out there. So we, cool. we actually did a little bit of the online orders. So innovative graphics. Uh, Those guys are awesome. They're yeah. awesome. They they dove into that world with us. So we did some pre-orders, which were pretty successful. I would say almost to the point where we had we had people like I, we need more, 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 and we had a we had to kind of adjust. So come out to the tournament. There'll be uh, there'll be plenty of. Peril. Who designed your logo? Because your logo is really sharp. I really like it a lot. Uh, Do you remember? No, that's the website. Yeah, so no, the the logo, we actually, um, so Delano had a really good logo a couple years ago, and (laughs) it was a town ball story. Yeah. It's some dude in a New Mexico basement, and I just know no joke. Way. Yes, so awesome. he he got hooked up, and we called him, and it was like, yeah, I'll do it. He shot us up some of uh, some proofs. Our board got together, and he just relinquished the the trademark to us right off the bat for a nominal fee. And yeah. we'll uh, uh, and it was like this is awesome. Wow, so, that's really cool. Yeah, we actually in the logo we put WCH twenty twenty one. So it's kind of the first like Twitter logo you know usually everybody sure. puts minnesota amateur baseball and we took a chance and put waconia chaska hamburg 2021 in it uh to super huge success so in your i mean listen when we're listening to you the the online presence the twitter mm-hmm. that's how you reach it yeah uh the twitterverse is huge for town ball oh, so. massive it's a complete game changer it is complete it game is. changer so the logo itself, and, and I remember Kip actually saying this too when he was involved and in kind of helping the board do it too. Is like, yeah, it, I could see it right there. So that's so um, cool. Yeah, so it's a it's been a real good thing for us. And again, you know, four years becomes four minutes, and we're getting down to unbelievable. Four minutes, it? yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Kip, anything else on your front that we should promote here? Uh, it's just been fun to be part of the process as a sports guy. I show up to each tournament a half hour before my game, and I leave a half hour after and <laughs> don't really get to see how much work and commitment and everything it takes to make this happen. So yeah. I appreciate Chris and all the guys letting me be a part of it. It's a lot of fun to see how passionate and how much work has gone into it, daily meetings. Yeah. I get a lot of emails anyway, but I get more from Chris <laughs> than anybody. <laughs> just checking in on things, wanting to know how everything's going. It's It's been a lot of fun. and. People are not going to be disappointed. They show up three no. great parks. You yes. got Waconia, Chaska, Hamburg. agree. Chaska has been the one of the top parks in the state all forever. Waconia is right there, and then you go out to Hamburg and you get yeah. the cornfields and everything. That's a park that you're going to want to go back Although to. Although so. I will probably tear up when I get to Hamburg because last time I was there is when we lost to Lake Henry. So I might have to shed a tear, <laughs> but I'll wash it down with a bush light and everything and will be fine. Taco. <laughs> and a hot yes, taco. Yes. And let's have a rematch in, in Hamburg. Let's get oh, both those teams there. That would be fun. That, that would, would be a be. lot of fun. Oh, and I don't know if you know this, but speaking of Twitter, uh, there is breaking news. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you know this, but Kip is also going to be the media director for the 2022 <laughs> um, State Amateur Tournament. So I don't know if you knew that or not, nope, but uh, that clap. was just announced. That yep. was just announced. He 
he's under contract until September seventh or eighth. So uh, <laughs> we might have a breach. PM right, right. We might have a breach right now. So we'll have to talk, talk about to that. My agent. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no. In all honesty, best of luck. You know, I'm going to be there uh, either in person with my team or or there as a volunteer because that's just what we do in the summertime as we're involved in amateur baseball. Um, so best of luck on that front. And also, Kip, again, you do you do such an amazing job covering these games, and I know a lot of teams, myself included, that you know you're not even involved with any teams that I that I uh, play against. But dude, what you do is awesome, and and truly appreciate it on a lot of fronts. So I appreciate that. It means yeah. a lot. Yeah, you got it. Um, all right, so cool. So give the Twitter account again, WCH2021. Yep, WCH2021. We're on Instagram, Facebook, uh, the website. So really anything you can get to, WCH2021, that's where you can go. And uh, Kip's working on some things right now that I think are kind of going to be new and, cool. and and informative. So, yeah, come out. We want to see you in person. That's, uh, that's a big thing. Get your butt, get your family to an amateur baseball game, even if it's not until the state tournament, but go support some of those local teams teams uh, that are in action for region play and leading up to the state amateur tournament because big crowds are a lot of fun to play in front of trust me uh, it, it's been it's there was some sparse years down in Faribault but it's been a good last couple of years for us to, to play in front of some good crowds but again get your butt to the state amateur baseball tournament it is the single most underrated sports event in the entire state throughout the calendar year thanks fellas we'll talk again soon thank you, thank you, you. Bet. this has been the Royce on baseball podcast